day, Punky Peeps. This is Angela Bowen, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. And just letting you know now that I moved my entire operation downstairs, so and I have the windows open. So you're going to probably hear some traffic going down our road. Yep, I have the windows open, Quinn. She's looking out the windows. That's adorable. Um... Yeah, it just got to be too hot upstairs, even with the fans going. It's like, uh, I can't do this up here. So I'm probably going to be down here for the duration of summer until fall, and then I'll probably move back upstairs. But other than that, I hope everyone is having a wonderful holiday weekend if you celebrate the 4th of July. Uh, the last time I uh, did an episode, I believe I talked about the book I was reading, Ash Fall by Mike Mullen. I did finish that. Now I'm on to Ash in Winter. So it's it's going good. It's a, it's a good book. I like the first book. This second book, I'm not too far into it yet, but it's, it's pretty good. If you like intense action and stuff like that, it just, it's good. Other than that, that's pretty much it. I have this whole week off for my job, which is on its shutdown, so I'm going to take advantage of that. I'm going to go I got a dentist appointment. I hope I don't have any cavities. And I'm going to go visit my dad. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast for the last couple months, you've probably heard me talk about my dad. He is actually going to be having surgery on July 9th and to remove the cancer from his lung. And so I just thought I want to go and see him this week before he goes in for that. So I'd appreciate it if you guys pray, if you could say a prayer for my dad next week. That would be amazing. But, all right. Other than that, let's jump into this episode. I am covering Season 4, Episode 18 of Punky Brewster, entitled Wimped Out, which aired on May 23rd, 1988. May 23 is Jeremy's birthday. He just celebrated a birthday about a month ago. All right, in this episode, Punky, who has a broken leg, and she also, from the picture I noticed, has her arm in a sling. What did this girl do? Did she skateboard down the stairs or down the steps? She, If that would have happened, she would have face-planted. She would have broken more than just her leg and her arm. Anyway, Punky's got a broken leg, and Cherry, they're stuck in an elevator with a pregnant woman in labor. So, I'm unsure. Does the apartment have an elevator? I thought it just had, like, steps. I mean, this is new to me. I've never seen them use an elevator on the show unless it was, like, when they were going to the hospital in season two when Henry was in the hospital. So that's about the only time I... Oh, um, wait, did they they use an elevator in Margot's dad's office? I think there might have been. Yeah, I think there was one then, too. All right. All right, so this episode was written by Devaney Kelly, and it was written by David Duclin, and also Deborah Sarah, who also wrote some other episodes of Punky Brewster. She wrote 13 episodes for the show. She wrote in season 3 and 4. She wrote Beer and Buffaloes Don't Mix, Open Door Broken Heart 1 and 2, Metamorphosis, So Long Studio. She wrote Crushed, Going to Camp, Christmas Hero, Ouch, This is All in Season 4, Bad Dog, Vice Versa, Wimped Out. The Dilemma is the last episode she writes for the show. 
This episode actually has a 7.5 out of 10 rating based on six ratings. Okay, cool. All right. The episode actually starts in the backyard. Is Brandon laying on that lounge chair? I bet he is. Yep. And looks like, let's see. The girls are the trio, Punky, Cherry, and Margot. They're hanging out in the treehouse. When was the last time we saw all three girls in the treehouse? Feels like forever ago. The only episode I can really think of is The Metamorphosis, but there might have been another one since then. Are you kidding me? Well, apparently three summers have passed now because it's school's out and summer's in. I mean, wow, we've had that three times since season three, Help Wanted. Yeah. Wow. Those girls, I mean, is, is Punky in eighth grade now? Because it feels like it. She's went three grades now. <laughs> She's going to be a freshman in the fall. <laughs> so I want to play this clip here. Um, You will hear a little bit of traffic in the background. I do apologize.
Okay, well, school's out. They're all going to have a party. <laughs> a couple people on Margot's guest list are Donald Trump, who's now the president, and Princess Di, who has sadly passed away 21 years ago. Almost 21 years ago. It was in August, I remember, because I started my freshman year, and they had one of those um, little uh, showcases that had, like, pictures of her from, like, People Weekly and other things kind of showcasing her life, which was by the media center, I remember. So, here's how we find out what you heard in the clip, how Punky actually breaks her leg, and she's got her arm in a sling. She's trying to hang this banner that says, school's out till you drop. Are they having the party in the backyard? Why do you need that banner there? So, Cherry is on the ground. She's trying to tell Punky, like, all right, a little more to the right. See, didn't I say one of those days somebody is going to fall from that treehouse? That little ledge does nothing. It's so low. It's like below your knees. That ledge is not going to save anybody. Punky was actually on the ledge trying to adjust, and somehow she got out on a tree limb, and she's hanging from it with both hands, and that's high up. I mean, it's not like the good son Macaulay Culkin makes a treehouse 100 feet in the air. Not that high up, but even still. You fall, you're breaking some bones. And, and the amount of time that Sherry's like, oh, let me get a ladder. Let me, it's a hardware store open. And that amount of time that she's complaining, she could have climbed, because she even suggests to climb up there. But that's like five minutes into Punky hanging on for dear life from this tree limb. She could have climbed up there in that amount of time and tried to grab at her clothes or something. And instead, Cherry's like, hey, just fall, just drop, I will catch you. You're not going to catch her. Cherry, you, in fact, if she falls on you, you're going to end up injured. So, Punky can't hold on any longer to the tree limb. She drops. And Cherry's like, whoops. And Punky's like, oh, too late. No, she wouldn't be saying too late. She would be in tears, crying in pain. I've never broken a leg. I've never broken a bone in my body. I don't ever. I hope I never do. And I've never sprained an ankle or anything like that. But I can imagine when you break a bone, that has got to be some of the most Biggest pain you will probably ever be in. That or getting your arm ripped off by a shark. I don't know. I'm sure the shark actually, I think that is probably a little bit higher up there is in the intense pain. You would probably most likely go into shock. Can you go into shock from breaking a bone? I don't know. Alright, so we get back into the apartment and Henry's there. Cherry's coming in. And we see Punky. She's got her foot in a cast. She's got one, um, what the heck, um, what the heck, not, um, the things, crutches. She's got one crutch under her pit area. She's trying to hobble in there, and she's got her arm in a sling. Oh my goodness. See, I'm sure Henry's like, you know what, no, that tree, that tree house is off limits now. Sorry, girls. I knew it was going to happen. I knew someone's going to fall and break their neck, break their something. They're, she's lucky she didn't break her neck. But she's probably just dropped, like, straight down. 
Because don't they say if you fall, don't try to land, like, on your arm or something? So everyone files in. Margo, I guess, came back. Okay. Um, and, of course, Cherry is going to be playing the blame game. She blames herself, just like she did when she left the door open and Brandon left in Season 3. Blames herself. <laughs> So, Henry's like, here, Punky, why don't you go sit on the couch, or lay on the couch, and so that way you can, uh, you know, stretch out your leg. And while she's doing it, one of her, well, the main, she only has one crutch, and she ends up stepping on Henry's toe, like, oh! And, uh, yep. Cherry's like, huh, if it hadn't have been for me, you wouldn't have stepped on Henry's toe. And Punky's just worried about the fact that she's not going to be able to go to the big party. And Marco's like, oh, well, you won't mind if I dance with Lance so-and-so all night. And Betty's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's only six weeks. And I'm like, uh, Betty, don't say only in six weeks to a child, especially during summer vacation. Punky's like, that's half the summer. No, that is... The majority of the summer. Summer is, summer vacation is usually at least eight weeks long. You'd have like two weeks to yourself. And Betty does assure Punky, it's like, you're young, you're still growing, your bones will heal in no time. So I'm going to play the clip. Seriously disfigured. 
thinking when Punky was hanging from that tree limb Brandon did nothing I mean he couldn't really help her I mean he could have went for help but he just laid on that lounge chair and he didn't even bark you know Punky is also worried about the fact that y'all have one tan leg and one leg that is like purely white like a frog's belly and Betty's like you know, speaking of frog belly, this is making me hungry. She had frog before. I've never had frog legs before. I don't want to. So, Cherry's really down in the dumps. She's blaming herself. And Punky's like, hey, it's not your fault. And we also get Cherry bringing up the whole fact when she was stuck in that refrigerator in the wintertime that Punky didn't hesitate. She did, you know mouth-to-mouth -mouth and resuscitation and everything, and she's like, when you needed me, I chickened out. I wimped out, and I couldn't help you. And of course, Margo makes the thing about, oh, at least now we know that you're not dependable in a life-or-death situation. So, Punky's like, don't worry about it, Cherry. Here, sign my cast. And of course, she says, hey, Margo, want to sign my cast? And Margo's like, I don't sign anything unless I have a lawyer present. It's like, it's a cast. You're signing your name. You're not a, You're not signing your life away. My gosh, Margo. But of course, Margo's all like, oh, I don't care about any of this stuff. I don't care that you're in pain, Punky. I don't care that you feel extremely guilty, Cherry. I want you to look at my outfit and tell me what you think. Like, of course. It, it's Margo. She's always self-centered. She always be self-centered. I gotta kind of wonder, though, do they kind of have Punky on some pain pills? Because I can imagine she's got to be in a lot of pain. So, Betty and Henry excuse themselves to go make some turkey sandwiches, which sounds good. We're actually making uh, Chef Boyardee pizza, which is pizza in a box. Um, I grew up, my dad making that on Sunday nights, so it's like we're... Kind of, we, we, um, they don't have the singular boxes anymore of just one. They have two in there, so they don't make the single ones anymore. So we're making that. You know, I cooked up some bacon. I got some diced ham, and Jeremy threw that on the pizza and everything like that. So I, I'm hungry. I'm really hungry, so. So Cherry does write on Punky's cast, and Punky's like, oh, you wrote a poem, and she reads it out loud. Roses are, or, uh, violets are blue. Roses are red. If you stick with me as a friend, you'll wind up dead or something. Like, oh my god. I'm like, let me scribble this out. <laughs> Just write your name this time. So Jerry comes into the kitchen and Betty says, hey, do you want to uh, spread some mayo uh, on this 
sandwich as she goes to hand Cherry a butter knife. And Cherry, of course, is like, I don't want to do that. I could spell the mayo jar on the floor. Punky would slip on it and break her other leg. And Betty's kind of motioning to Henry, you know, kind of jerking her head sideways. Like, hey, can you get out of here? I want to talk to Cherry. So, and Henry's like, oh, yeah, um, I'll just go and hang out in the living room then. <laughs> so I'm going to play this clip here as Betty is kind of talking to Cherry, just saying, hey, I think you're really overreacting. Cherry's like, no, I'm not. How would you feel if your best friend, like, did a swan dive into the dirt and everything like that? It's like, but, yeah, she just needs to, Betty kind of needs to talk her through this. Because she's just going to keep feeling guilty for just forever and blaming herself if somebody doesn't talk her down from that ledge. Honey, I think you're overreacting to this. No, none. I was just hoping So yeah, apparently Betty talking to Cherry is not helping because Cherry does not want to hear it. So now we get to Cook County Hospital, which I believe is probably where the girls get stuck in the elevator. That is the fanciest outside of an elevator I have ever seen in my life. It is almost like oak with like gold, a gold design, some really fancy design on it. So, Henry, Punky, Cherry, and Betty are all at the hospital. They're gonna go see the doctor, and Punky's like, you know, I think my leg is feeling better. Do you think the doctor will take the cast off? And Betty's like, uh, he better not. It's only been three days. Three days! And she's already like, I can't take this anymore! So, of course, cherries are, like, three of the longest days of my life. And Betty kind of puts a reassure, reassuring hand on Cherry's shoulder. Like, it's all right. Dang it. Punky got Henry in the, the toe again. Probably the same toe. He's probably broke. He's broken his toe now with uh, the end of her crutch. Sweetie, you got to watch where you're pointing that thing. You're going to break his feet. And he's an older man. His feet ain't going to... His bones aren't going to heal as fast. If at all. His bones are done growing. So, while they're all standing there waiting for the elevator, we get this guy who's filming his pregnant wife. Looks like they're coming into, uh the hospital so she can deliver her baby. And of course, this guy is probably a first-time dad. He's capturing the moment on film. 
Oh, it's just a checkup. Okay, it's a second to last prenatal checkup. Alright, gotcha. And it's kind of funny because his wife kind of side eyes, you know, in a nice way. Um, Henry and everybody, like, yeah, this is my husband. He's a little nuts right now. Just ignore him. Hey, we get a Steven Spielberg reference. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to play this clip here. Not. He's a weirdo. Ugh. He ends up, he's like, oh, here's the elevator where she'll be going up to see the doctor. And here's the four strangers who will be sharing the elevator with her. And we get a uh, punky there who's like, oh, I broke my leg. And Sherry, of course, like, yep, yeah, it's my fault. And, of course, the guy's asking Henry because she says, oh, the baby kicked. And the guy's asking Henry to feel her stomach where the baby kicked so he can film it. And she just turns to her husband like, sweetie, if you don't stop this, our baby is going to be fatherless. So you need to stop. This is apparently Henry's not the only man he's asked to feel his wife's stomach. Oh my goodness. So he goes off to park the car. He does say, hey, make sure the doctor does start the examination until I get back with the video camera. So, okay, I was wondering how the heck they're just going to have the girls in the elevator with the lady. Turns out, Betty's like, hey, don't be late for the appointment for Punky. He's like, because I guess Punky reminded him that the checkbook's in the car. That's great. She, He's like, well, why didn't you remind me when we were in the car? And she's like, well, you should have reminded me to remind you. So he gets in the elevator with the girls because... Betty says, I will get the checkbook. I'll be back. So he steps in the elevator with the girls. Like, oh, wait a minute. And the door just magically opens. I don't think that you can control Like, Oh, wait a minute. I forgot. And then it opens. No, it doesn't work like that. Once it's closed, it's closed. And he's like, oh, shoot. Betty doesn't have the keys. And then he's searching his pockets. He doesn't have the keys either, which means the keys are locked in the car. That's great. So that's how that gets them out of there. 
But here's the clip of the girls being stuck in the elevator with the pregnant lady, whose name we don't get. Oh, oh this kid can kick. <laughs> I'm just glad he's not wearing spikes. <laughs> The lady kind of looks at Punky and says, oh my gosh, what happened to you? And Punky's like, oh, it was an accident. I fell out of a treehouse. So, ugh. And, um, I guess they're stuck between the ninth and 10th floor when they get stuck. And, yeah, she's like, oh. Oh, because Punky says it was an accident. And she's like, oh, uh, yeah, me too. And I guess the baby starts kicking furiously because he's like, I'm kidding! Like, my guess is then it was uh, unplanned pregnancy. So, ooh, that breeze feels... Whoops, there goes the paper towel. fell on the floor. So, to make matters worse, uh, <laughs> uh, turns out she's going into labor. I guess the baby's not due for at least another two weeks. So, yeah, that's not good. I bet anything, she probably, when they said the elevator is stuck, that probably must have caused her to go into panic mode and maybe go into early labor or something like that. Cause she's like, da, 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 da. I mean, it's not like her water broke yet. Oh, God, that'd be a mess. Ugh. But, I mean, there's enough room in that elevator for all three of them to really be able to stretch out, so... They do have a phone in there, so, but unfortunately the phone is dead. Isn't there an emergency button they could be pushing? There's gotta be something there. Other people that would be, I mean, that's a hospital. Other people are gonna want to use the elevator and they're gonna realize it's not working. So in a way, this scenario is pretty much set up. Cherry feels like a failure. She wasn't able to save Punky, but now this lady's going into labor. Oh my gosh, that floor is carpeted. I've never been in an elevator that has a carpeted floor in it. That is a really large elevator. You can fit like 15 people in that elevator easily. 
So the lady is just bent over in pain as she's clutching her stomach. And it's like, no, you need to, like, sit down or lay down on the floor is going to be the better place for you to be, especially if you're in labor. As Punky kind of helps her out, like, hey, yeah, you need to sit down. Otherwise, this baby is going to fall right out of you and land on the floor. So Cherry, right away, takes her jacket off. That way she can kind of give the lady a little something to rest her head on. So she's the pregnant lady. We don't even get her name, I don't think. She's on the floor, and Cherry's like, oh, does it hurt a lot? And the lady's like, eh, it ain't no hangnail. It's like, no, she's going into labor, which means she's dilating, which means I hear that, I, and she doesn't, it's, doesn't have any type of morphine or, or pregnancy drugs to kind of take the uh, the pain away from the contractions and everything like that. Oh my gosh. Ugh. You're going to be hearing a lot of screaming, girls. A lot of screaming. Doesn't it say like your pelvic bones separate or something like that to kind of make way for the baby to come out? So... The pregnant lady's on the floor. She says, hey, try the buttons again. Punky is, like, pushing all of them. It's not doing anything. I'm surprised the lights in there still even work. That they're not kind of, you know, plunged into darkness. So the lady kind of knows what to do because she says, I have to check the exact time. So she's probably timing her contractions to know how long she has until the baby's going to come right out of her. So I'm going to play this clip. The three of us can get out of here. Please don't make it four of us. Uh, here, sit down. Does it hurt a lot? It ain't no hangnail. Try the buttons again. Oh, I gotta check the exact time. Why? Do you have an appointment? She says, the girls don't know what contractions are. They think that contractions are like when you stuff two words together like in English class. And I mean, that's not a contraction. What is that? I know there's a word for it. It's a conjunction, isn't it? That's what it is. A conjunction, conjunction, junction. What's your function? You know that song was from Schoolhouse Rock? Yeah. So she's getting, uh, the pregnant lady is getting really like, she's not getting irate. She's like, ah. The pains are coming faster. And, and Cherry's like, slow them up. You, you can't. The, the pain is accelerating and everything. Everything is going to move very, very quickly. You can't stop them up. You can't keep the baby from coming. The baby is on its way. So, Punky and Cherry kind of uh, 
semi-arguing, like, hey, she needs CPR. And Punky's like, she does not need CPR. She does not need mouth-to-mouth. -mouth. And she's like, well, but Cherry's like, well, what about the Heimlich? Like, she's not choking. And Cherry's like, I only know one thing, and she does not need a manicure. It's like, no, what she needs is for one of you to be on the receiving end between the legs to catch the baby when the baby comes out. So now, uh, Betty and Henry are on the other side. You know, they're on the outside of the elevator, and we got a maintenance guy working there. He's trying to get to the phone, so that way, probably so he can reach the girls in the elevator and find out what is going on and kind of give them a direction. So here's that clip. He's got people that are going to be coming in to fix it when they get there. Apparently, it's not a high priority. Great. Great. And he looks at Betty like, you know, you wouldn't be so tense if you had Bran in your diet. No, she's tense because those girls are in an elevator. I don't know. How long does it take before they can lose oxygen? It's probably an elevator being closed off like that. You wouldn't. I don't think it would be air conditioning or air conditioned. And it will probably start to get really hot in there. Also, you know, I mean, it is a big enough space and everything, but you think eventually you'd start to lose oxygen? I don't know. I'm just guessing. So he's like, he rings in there, and he's like, well, there's nobody named Punky. That doesn't sound like a real name. Henry grabs the phone out of the guy's hand, and the guy's like, well, you know what? I'm going to lunch. He's like, what? Get out of here. Henry gets on the phone. He's like, okay, okay, you guys are fine. That's good. And he's like, wait, what? A, a baby? What? Oh, my God. And Betty's freaking out. It's like the woman that they're in there, you know, the pregnant lady that you saw, she's actually going into labor now. And the lady's husband finally makes it to that floor from, I forgot what the heck he had to do. I can't even remember now. <laughs> He doesn't have his camcorder in tow, so... Uh, Henry's like, oh, your wife is in there. She's in the middle of labor. She's going into labor right now. She's going to have a baby. 
And he's starting to, like, clutch his chest like he's having chest palpitations. And Henry's, like, telling him, you know, don't panic, stay calm, stay calm. And the guy, boom, faints in Henry's arms. Like, great, now Henry's got to deal with this guy. Ugh. Oh, Betty went to get a doctor, by the way. I forgot. So now we move into the elevator, back in the elevator with the girls and the pregnant woman. And Punky's got her wristwatch. She's kind of counting the contractions. Cherry is having a panic attack. She's like, I think I have that fear of being in tight spaces, you know, claustrophobia. I don't know how long they've actually been in the elevator. I'd say maybe somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes, maybe 20. I'm not sure. So Punky isn't even paying attention to Cherry. She's just asking Lee, like, how do you feel? Of course, Cherry's like, oh, I'm feeling kind of queasy and this and that. And Punky's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to her. Okay, we do learn her name. Her name... The pregnant woman's name is Nancy. Okay. Well, it's just this lady from her appointments and everything has learned basically the proper way to breathe. Punky says it's been 30 seconds between this and the last contraction. The lady's like, all right, I got to breathe and this and that. So let's play this clip. into a debate about why she chose the name Herman for her baby. Like, oh, girl, you gotta be kidding me. And she's kind of like, all right, well, what would you girls choose for the name? And, of course, Cherry loves the name Sean. And Punky's like, yeah, Sean's a great name. It's better than Sydney. And then they ask, hey, is this your first kid? And she's like, no, I have another, I have a, this is my second child. I have a son named Sydney and the girls are like, oh, sorry. Ugh. 
So, yeah, sounds like the baby is on its way, and the phone is ringing, so hopefully it's probably Henry on the other line, or Betty, because Betty is a registered nurse, she would be able to talk the girls through how to handle the labor process, which, what are they going to use to cut the umbilical cord with? <laughs> I think it's kind of funny how... You know, she wanted her husband there with her. Her husband's name is Chip. And, of course, he had to park down the block from the hospital because the doctor wouldn't validate the parking. Like, oh, my goodness. She's like, next time you're having the kid, not me. I mean, I could see being devastated if this were your first kid and your husband weren't there, but this is her second. I mean, if you think about it, she's a pro at this now because she knows exactly what to do. Okay, so Punky gets on the phone with the doctor and everything like that, and she's like, hey, Nancy, do you want me to tell the doctor anything? And of course, Nancy's like, yes, tell him this, and she starts screaming, like, Rah! like So, um, Punky says, okay, the doctor's on the line, he's gonna tell you what to do, Cherry. Cherry's like, I'm not doing this. And Cherry's like, you really don't have a choice. I have a broken leg and a sprained wrist in a sling. I cannot do anything. It's up to you. So luckily, Betty gets on the phone, and she's going to talk Cherry through what she needs to do. Cherry is down there right at the end. She's like, all right, I see the head. It's coming. 
And the doctor is telling Punky to tell Nancy to push. And the baby is slowly coming out. We don't see it. But by that time, the elevator's moving. The door's open. The doctor's coming in to take over. The girls go out. Of course, Chip comes in with a video camera saying, Hey, Nancy, can you get a picture of me and Hermit? Like, she's in the middle of delivering a baby. Oh my god, that guy's clueless. Ugh, anyway, um, yeah, they all congratulate Punky's like, you should have seen Cherry Mrs. Johnson. She was amazing. She did great. And uh, Betty's like, you know, you are definitely out of the WIMP Academy now because Cherry says, I'm a student at the WIMP Academy or something like that. And, of course, Punky's like, Cherry, can you believe it? You just delivered a baby. And finally it dawns on Cherry. And what happens? She faints into Henry's arms. So now we're in the backyard. The girls just kind of hanging out in chairs while Henry is doing some uh, vegetable gardening. All right, and I got some visitors. They're bringing the baby. Well, Nancy and Chip are bringing the baby. He's got to bring his camcorder, too. And the camcorder is not small. It's one of those the kind that weighs 20-plus pounds and sits on your shoulder. baby out and Sherry asks, oh, can I hold him? And she's like, oh, hey, baby Herman. And it turns out, Nancy says, well, his name isn't Herman. His name is Sean. And Sherry's like, oh, that's the name I picked. And Nancy's like, well, you did have a hand in the birth, so I figure you should name him. And while Sherry's holding the baby, Punky's like, oh, he's got dimples. Oh, he has blue eyes. How can she tell? This baby never opens its eyes. Its eyes are closed. And she's like, oh, the baby's smiling. The baby doesn't make a sound. The baby is not smiling. It is sleeping. But even still, that's pretty much the episode. And it was a cute episode. I, I liked it. You know, it also seemed kind of fast. Like, things really accelerated. Like, boom, Punky falls from the tree. Boom, she comes home. She got a broken leg. Boom, we're at the hospital. Boom, the lady and pregnant lady and Cherry and Punky are in the elevator and it just it felt fast i mean that's not a complaint or anything but um okay time for the brandon tailwag episode rating i'm going to give this a three out of five brandon tailwags what i liked about it i liked when betty did have a little talk with cherry towards the beginning after 
you know, Punky broke her leg, Cherry's feeling really guilty and everything, but it really didn't seem to really make an impact. Um, the other thing I liked, I liked when Punky turned to Cherry and said, Cherry, you have to be the one to deliver this baby, and Cherry was really nervous, but finally she, when she got down on the floor, she was ready at the end, waiting for the baby to come out and everything like that. Like, don't talk to me. I'm busy. It's like she was in control. That was amazing. She just switched off being freaked out, and she went into doctor mode. Dr. Cherry mode. Dr. Johnson mode. Um, and the third thing I liked, I love the ending. When they come with the baby and say that the baby's name isn't Herman, it's Sean, the name you picked. That was cute. Um, the two things I didn't like, I didn't like Chip. I did not like him. Oh my goodness. I didn't like Margot with the whole thing. I was just like, oh, enough about you, Punky, and your pain that you're in, and enough with you, Cherry, and your blame that you're feeling. What about my outfit? But then again, it's Margot, right? Um, I also didn't really care too much with, uh, for the phone, elevator phone operator. Turns out he wasn't someone who was working on the elevator and he really didn't care. So that kind of moves into my my two-part thing that I didn't like. But yeah, three out of five brain and tail wags. Um, Punky's Principles, you know, there are so many birth videos out there and ways that you can learn how to deliver a baby. So if you ever, in that one in a million shot that you're stuck in an elevator with somebody that is actually going to be delivering a baby... Um, so you might know how, how to handle that. <laughs> um, uh, definitely the one thing, do not panic. Um, if I've, the elevators I've been in, I've never seen a phone in there. But look, we have cell phones. Whether or not those phones would get reception inside the elevator is, I'm not sure. So, alright, let's talk about next week's episode. Alright, I remember someone asking when we get to this episode, and we finally are. Season 4, episode 19, entitled, One Plus Tutor is Three, which aired on May 24th, 1988. Punky has a crush on her math tutor who is more interested in Margot. And this guy is played by none other than, you know him as Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell, Mark Paul Gossler. So, yeah. There's a guy named Mansoor Middleton. That's a creepy. That's a that's a rich rich howdy doody name if, if I ever heard one, right? But yeah, look forward to that next week. We are getting down there. After next week, we got three episodes left. The dilemma, which kind of sounds like one plus tutor is three, where Punky goes on a double date. Well, no, not a double date. She goes on a date with two different guys. Well, she made a date with one guy and then accidentally made a date for the same day at the same time at the same movie theater with a different guy. So she's got to swap theaters. Great. All right. So that being said, let's say hey to some wonder. Bleh, see, there I go again. Two podcasts. <laughs> They're crossing over. <laughs> All right. Let's say hey to some Punky Power listeners for the week. We have Reno, Nevada. Temecula, California, Chicago, Illinois, Portugal, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Oxford, Mississippi, San Jose, California, Netherlands, Boston, Massachusetts, Mountain View, California, 
Indonesia, Clifton, New Jersey, Atlanta, Georgia, Bryan, Ohio. There's a city named Bryan? Wow. Whittier, California, Netherlands, Sunderland, United Kingdom, Australia, Irving, Texas, St. Ives, Australia, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Grand Prairie, Texas, Sydney, Australia, Boardman, Oregon. Is that right? Roxburgh Park, Australia, Dayton, Ohio, Montreal, Canada, Graysonville, Maryland, Bakersfield, California, London, Derry, United Kingdom, San Diego, California, St. Louisburg, Missouri, Barrington, Rhode Island, and Bronx, New York. All right. That being said, everyone have a wonderful holiday weekend, holiday this week, if you celebrate the 4th. Please just be careful with the fireworks. Kids, do not use fireworks without your parents being present. Or just don't use them. Let the parents handle the fireworks and you get to have the fun of watching them. And you won't get hurt. Alrighty. Bye-bye, everybody. I'll be back next Sunday.